everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Crypto Chats. I'm your host, Kenzie Gleason, and I have a fun episode for you guys today. Um, first, a couple announcements. Um, <clears throat> first of all, um, it is almost my birthday. If you're listening to this on Thursday, my birthday is in four days. Um, if you remember the Cumberland Spaceman episode, my birthday is May 23rd, same day as the Cumberland Spaceman photo was taken originally. Um, so that's fun and exciting. I am in birthday mode, um, so take that as you will. Um, and don't forget to look for birthday updates and, and fun things on Instagram in the next couple of days because I will be posting a million things about all the fun birthday stuff that I'll be doing. Um, my second thing that I wanted to bring up, and it relates to this episode, and that's why I am announcing it now on my podcast because I've been talking about it on my Instagram a little bit and my Twitter, um, but mostly kept it to myself. Um, if you haven't already seen, I am writing a book. Um <clears throat> been working on it for a while, got um, some pretty good progress going on it, and I have no official release date yet. Um, I will at some point, and I will share it with you all, but I have been working on a book called A Field Guide to Fearsome Critters um, and Other Tales of the Lumberwoods. So I am essentially writing a new age version of um, a field guide to fearsome critters because fearsome critters of lumberjack folklore are some of my absolute favorite things to talk about um and you'll see because this is the third part of my fearsome critters episode series because i just love them i think they're so much fun it's like the perfect intersection of american folklore and cryptozoology to me um and i really like it so that's why that's why i'm doing yet another episode and also writing this book um i've been working really heavily with my friend cassie um, I, I don't know how to say Cassie's last name, Mar, Marozan, Cassie, I'm so sorry. I know you're going to listen to this and you're going to say, girl, what the hell? Um, but Cassie's been illustrating it for me. It is, she's doing a wonderful job. I'm so excited to share this with the world. Um, but yeah, so the book that I'm working on is all about fearsome critters. So we're doing fearsome critters. This is basically just going to be a, um, kind of like a, a little sneak peek of what I have got going on with my book. Um, so if you need a refresher, Fearsome Critters are essentially, um, pieces of lumberjack folklore, um, that started in the day, the early days of logging camps. Um, so lumberjacks essentially would move from, from camp to camp and take, um, these tall tales of creatures that were seen in the woods with them. Um, and so we started, you know, kind of in New England, and the fearsome critters lore have made their way across the country with each region having its own specific type of fearsome critters. Um, and again, these are some of my favorite things to talk about. I mean, hell, I just got a jackalope tattooed on my chest um, because I love them. So a little recap of fearsome critters and uh, let's get into the specific ones that we're going to be talking about. So first off, I'm going to share with you guys, we've got the Axe Handle Hound. As its name suggests, the axe handle hound is a dog-like creature whose body is shaped like a normal dog, but its head is shaped like an axe, um, giving it its name axe handle hound. Um, the axe handle hound is a nocturnal creature, only comes out at night, um, and its entire shtick is to steal the handles of axes that are left carelessly out in the open by lumberjacks. Um, now... <clears throat> It basically, the axe handle hound is going to hibernate during the day, sleep during the day in 
the brush surrounding logging camps and wait for the lumberjacks to get drunk, essentially, at night and leave their axes out. It only feeds on axe handles, um, and it is not dangerous to people. It's never been aggressive. It's just kind of got very mild behavior um, and is just going to eat your axe handles that you leave out for the world. Um, Next, we have the tea kettler. The tea kettler, very similarly to the axe handle hound, is a dog-like creature, um, but it resembles a small stubby-legged dog um, with the ears of a cat. Um, It gets its name from the sound it makes, um, which is very similar to a tea kettle, if you couldn't guess. Um, (laughs) This creature only walks backwards, which is a choice, a conscious choice, um, that the tea kettler makes. Um, And it makes the tea kettle sound because it emits steam from its mouth while it walks, kind of like a little train. Um, And makes it seem like it's whistling like a tea kettle, uh, which I think is really cute. Um, The tea kettler is a very, very shy creature. Um, only been spotted one or a few times by um, lumberjacks and is so shy that that the only t- uh, way you can tell if a tea kettler is around is if you can hear the sound of water boiling in a tea kettle um, in the middle of the woods. Up next we have the wonk. Um, much like the tea kettler, the wonk is very, very shy and only a small handful of, uh, lumberjacks have ever seen the wonk, um, because when it becomes aware of an approaching human, it quickly digs a hole, climbs in, and then fills the hole behind itself, um, so that you cannot find it. It kind of looks like, at its base form, it kind of looks like a little armadillo, um, with a bunch of teeth. It's very cute and little, like, claws on its hands. Um, but the wonk is also said to be able to shapeshift into any form, including that of a human, um, which I think is neat because imagine you're walking through the woods, you know, you're going to, to cut some trees down or something, and you see a weird man standing there, and he's just looking at you, and then he disappears, and maybe you just saw a wonk, and I like it. I think it's cute. Um, <laughs> I don't I just, like... Just picture like a little, it's like a little armadillo and a rat had a baby. I don't know. I think it's precious and adorable. And next we have the boat hound. I think the boat hound is very interesting because picture this. The boat hound is somewhere between an alligator and a ship. Um, its body is shaped very much like a boat um, with the same like mouth as an alligator. Um, and it almost has not scales, but like kind of, it's like a similar, um, layout. Layout's not quite the right word I'm looking for, but it's a similar look to scales, but wooden slats instead, right? Because it's, it's a boat creature. Um, and the boat hound, very similarly to the axe handle hound, um, eats the boats of fishermen who have carelessly left their vessels untied to the docks. Um, so the boat hound has, it's a very similar behavior to the axe handle hound. It's basically just the aquatic axe handle hound. Um, and they're going after a couple different, you know, food sources here. Um, but the boat hound will basically, um, sleep at the bottom of the lake during the day, um, in the deep, deep water where the light cannot touch because it is also a nocturnal creature. Um, 
and then once night falls, it rises to the top in a similar fashion, skims the top like an alligator, um, and looks for boats that have not been tied down because the lumberjacks were too drunk. Um, and then it eats them, eats the whole boat. And I think my favorite thing about the boat hound is that it has two sets of ears, ears in the front and ears in the back. So it can hear super well, um, when the lumberjacks start to stir for the day or, well, I guess maybe not stir, but when they start to like wind down for the day. Um, and it can hear when a boat has not been tied down. I think that's really fun. Um, but also scary because I have a thing about, um, swimming in lakes. I like swimming in lakes, but I always get worried that there's lake monsters under it, even though lake monsters are, you guys know, one of my least favorite things to, to think about, but I always get worried and I'm going to get dragged down to the bottom of a lake. And, um, the thought of a, a big alligator boat hybrid down at the bottom of a lake is very stressful to me, but in like a fun way. It's stressful in a fun way. Um, the next uh, fearsome critter I'm going to tell you about is the Tripodero. So the Tripodero is, it's so cool looking. <laughs> it's like, it looks like a salamander got really tall, lost two of its legs, and um, its face turned into a butthole. Uh, that is the best possible way I can explain it to you. Um, the Tripodero is, it's, it's a, it's, it's right in the name, man. It looks like a tripod. It eats birds. Birds and small animals are its main source of food. Um, and it generally doesn't really mess with humans, um, with the exception of when it tries to hunt um, what it does is it shoots a mud pellet out of its, like, butthole face. It looks like, um, kind of like a shotgun, almost. I think this one is one you're just gonna have to look at, because there's no way I'm gonna describe this to you in a way that makes sense. Um, but it shoots the little mud pellet out of its little, you know, telescope mouth. Um, and the only time it has ever been, uh, dangerous to people, or known to be aggressive towards people, is when it has missed it's shot, um, shooting at the small prey that it feeds on and hit a person instead. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't really happen that much because they are generally extremely accurate, um, with their shooting. Um, I like the Tripodero. I think it's fun. Um, I don't know. That's one I feel like you guys are going to have to look for in the book because I don't want to give too much away, but it's really, really cool. And I like it. Okay. The last thing, this episode has been very rambly and I'm very sorry. It's because I'm in birthday mode. That's, that's what I'm going to blame it on. It's birthday mode. Um, but the last one I'm going to tell you guys about today is one of my favorites. <laughs> it's so silly. It doesn't make any sense, but I love it. So I'm going to tell you about it. It's the Pacific Northwest tree octopus. So this is like, it's said to be an endangered species of cephalopod, um, which lives on both land and in water in specifically the Olympic National Forest and in nearby rivers where it um, lays its eggs in the water. Uh, but it lives in the trees. So um, essentially the Pacific Northwest tree octopus is said to climb out of the water to hide in the trees. And it hides in the trees because its major predator that it is trying to hide from is the Sasquatch. So the Sasquatch is going around eating these tree octopuses, which I love. Um, the tree octopus is not 
technically a fearsome critter. It is definitely a hoax, but I love it, so I don't care. It's going in here anyway. Um, the tree octopus was also said to eat uh, small insects and frogs um, and would only return to the water for uh, its mating season um, and to lay its little octopus eggs. Um, and then it would go back up into the tree and just live in the tree. Um, but can you imagine, can you imagine you're just, you're going on a hike, you're walking through the woods, you're minding your own business. You look up and there's an octopus in the tree. I'd lose my mind. I think that would be very funny. Um, yeah. So that is what I have for you guys this week. Um, super rambly episode. Like I said, it's birthday time. I am in birthday mode. I am in, I don't want to do anything because I'm on vacation to celebrate me mode. Um, so my apologies. Next week, the episode will be a lot more cohesive and, um, easy to follow a little bit more coherent than this one. (laughs) Um, that being said, I hope to see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed, um, this super crazy episode and, um, hope you enjoyed this little sneak peek of, uh, the book that I'm writing. Um, just gonna say that the book that I'm writing is a lot more coherent than this. Um, it's, it's a lot more structured and a lot more coherent. This is, um, this is my, my, I'm excited about something else. So I'm losing my mind episode. So yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed regardless of the fact that it was probably very hard to follow and I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.